Welcome to the BG Cast, a podcast seeking to bring the battleground community and schools together. My name is David, and I'll be your host for this journey. And I'll be joined each episode by Denny Waters, the Battleground Public Schools District Superintendent. Our goal is to bring the voice of the schools to the community and the voice of the community to the schools. We'll be talking about the many things that make BGPS such a great district, hearing stories from students and staff, and shining a spotlight on some of the hidden treasures you may not know about. We'll also be covering some of the challenging and controversial topics that bubble to the surface around the community. All right, so our game, our game for this new episode, I guess we'll introduce the episode in a minute, but uh, we'll just jump right into the game, is uh, Would You Rather School Employee Edition? So okay, excellent. <laughs> so, so my wife, my wife helped put these together for me. So I give give a little shout out to her. Thanks for doing that. Uh, but would you rather have elementary school bus duty or middle school lunchroom duty? Elementary school bus duty or or middle school lunchroom duty? Middle school lunch duty. Yeah, yeah Sounds like lunch a lot duty. Of fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I take the I. I'd take for sure the elementary bus duty. <laughs> I don't want to be around middle schoolers at lunch. <laughs> That's going to be a tough one, right? <laughs> it's such a great grade. They're so fun. They like no, to and learn I still and they're obnoxious <laughs> for like 10 years. Oh but. my gosh. So I know. <laughs> so you, you've been hurt. <laughs> you Emotionally? <laughs> Emotionally. Exactly. <laughs> Physically? Mentally? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's a safe place, oh. but it can be a handful. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'd go with elementary, I think. Yeah. How hard is it to get elementary? No, I know it's hard. (laughs) (laughs) My best was like helping out the buses when I was dressed as Miss Frizzle one Halloween. Uh That was very fun bus duty. (laughs) How appropriate. Yep. (laughs) I'd I'd end up putting somebody on the wrong bus. (laughs) (laughs) Have to drive them home in your car. Exactly. (laughs) We'd have to find them and then, you know. Yep. Or right, would you like- rather have a coffee bar in the staff lounge or a cereal bar in the staff lounge? That's so hard. <laughs> cereal for me. I'm not a coffee drinker. Oh, really? And if I'm it's a same. tea bar, right, then. Right. I'd go cereal bar, too. Mm-hmm. Hey, you'll wake up in the morning and get some Captain Crunch or something like <laughs> yeah. that. As long as they have Captain Crunch, it would be great. <laughs> that's, I'm torn. That's, yeah. that's a game changer is Captain yeah. Crunch. Yeah. If there's no Captain Crunch, are you going coffee? Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Captain Crunch is the gold standard. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all know that's that. That's good to know. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. You're going to start getting boxes of Captain Crunch delivered anonymously. What a horrible, horrible thing that would be. <laughs> Do you have a favorite cereal? Um, I mean, Captain Crunch was was one of the go-tos. And then um, the, the peanut butter crunch, too, as an oh, yeah. alternative. See? Very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. I, we, the cereal we had growing up was, was shredded wheat. Yeah. And and not even like the it's just the not old even school the, the, the brick the, the that big, you had it's the break. big blocks that yeah. look like a, 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 a bale of hay you know yeah. like that was what we had yeah. so similar consistency that, yeah by the time that broke up your um your milk was like pea soup or right. something yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Oh my so gosh. all right would you rather have a lifetime supply of Expo markers that don't dry out or a lifetime supply of Ticonderoga pencils oh. Those, I mean, that is just the hardest <laughs> choice there because the Ticonderoga brand is the one you want. Right, you can't beat the Ticonderoga. I mean, yeah, Cadillac. 
but being mm-hmm. able to count on your See, dry I'd go erase markers. markers. Yeah. I've, go. Been, I've been on a little bit of a rampage at district office <laughs> about the markers. Them being dry? Yes. Every oh. time I pick one up, it's, <laughs> yeah. I can't write. I can't it. either. It's so frustrating. Isn't that and irritating? I, I think with a whiteboard, I mean, ask Denny. I, I go in and I'm like, I can't even right. talk. I need to draw yeah. you a picture. And they're Well, really you know bad. me. By the time I'm standing up at a whiteboard, I've got yeah. something to You've show. got something big <laughs> right. to show. And then, and then it yeah. doesn't work. I know. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I think I'd go with the whiteboard, the dry erase, because it is really irritating when you when you need to write, and then yeah. and you go, what's worse is when you go through like two or three. Yeah, right. And, right. I know, and I'm like, I'm off my game. <laughs> I, I gotta sit down a minute. Yeah. What was, what was I even gonna draw on this board? I don't remember now. All right. Would you rather have a student spill a tub of glitter on the floor, or forget about their milk from lunch for two weeks? Give me, give me the glitter. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with the glitter. Too. I'll go with the glitter. Yeah. No, I mean, the glitter's going to be there for the next year. Right. You're going to be sparkling periodically. Yeah, it's never going away. No. The milk no. remind the milk thing reminds me of like what I would find under my kid's bed when they were. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you'd you'd go. Oh, I clean this up, and oh, what is this? And there's <laughs> there's the Captain Crunch milk. Right. <laughs> what was this at some point yeah. in time? Would you rather have a student tell you at the end of the day that your shirt is on inside out or that you have two different shoes on? I've probably come to school with two different <laughs> shoes on at some point. <laughs> Both of those are brutal. <laughs> I think I could go either way. No. Kids are so forgiving. I know. <laughs> you, know. Oh, you can't have any pride around kids. Oh, no. Once you're a father or you know, a parent, it's right. like, I am not going to be cool ever again. Yeah. If I ever was, I right, would never right, be cool right. again. Right. Yeah, I was never cool, so I don't have to no, I, I, go, was, I think yeah. I'd go with the, do- the different shoes, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably less noticeable. If you didn't notice it when you were putting them on, it's probably right. Right. not very many kids noticed, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. If, especially if you're wearing like a graphic t-shirt inside out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't notice that, you might might need to... Of course, you could fix the shirt. Right. Yeah, yeah you're true. stuck with yeah, your like two with shoes. shoes. You're stuck with the shoes. <laughs> right. It's just right. an all-day level of shame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, would you rather have a class of students that is really chatty or a class that just stares at you in silence? Well, I'd go chatty every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd go chatty mm-hmm. yeah. uh, every time. That's not even a... yeah. Right? It's that's so that's hard when no one's talking. Right. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, you need the energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's easier to control a group than it is to raise one from the dead (laughs) (laughs) would you rather have the school bell sound change to baby shark or let it go (laughs) let it go (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i can't handle that's 12 times times a day at least right i i think i could go for baby shark maybe it would would break me up yeah yeah Yeah, i'm singing it in my head right now oh my god Baby. Help me! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Have you guys? There's a there's a Christmas lights house down in Vancouver, over in Fruit Valley. Has anyone ever been to that? Mm-mm. They they do the automated light display. Yeah, and one of them is is like Baby Santa or something to do with Santa, and it's just that for like five minutes. Oh wow! It is it is really irritating. Oh. <laughs> All right, so uh, would you rather two more volunteer to be in the dunk tank at the school carnival? Or be in the mascot costume at the next football game? I will tell you. (laughs) I I have done the dunk tank at Yakult Primary. And the water was like 
50 degrees. Oh, no. And it was, I almost went into shock. <laughs> Little third graders who pitched like Nolan Ryan. <laughs> you know? They run off the softball team. Yeah, exactly. And You're kind of tall to be in grade school, aren't you? <laughs> you look like a senior. Right, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I will I will never do that again. Never do the dunk tank yeah. again. Right. Yeah. What do you well, think? Be- before that, I was going to say dunk tank, but yeah, I don't. That sounds miserable. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah. And then on the other hand, you're probably just sweltering in the mascot. Yeah, uh, that's costume. true too. Oh, they're but, horrible. I yeah. would do the dunk tank yeah. because I was in a mascot costume for David Kennedy at Glenwood Primary School, and. Yeah, there's some serious shame. I think I've buried all the pictures of it. <laughs> First of all, I think it was made for somebody that was about five foot two. And so it was mm-hmm. not comfortable. Glenwood is... Cubbies. The Cubbies, okay. Yeah, yeah. Karen and sharing. Right. right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. I've been... I've I've tried a cold therapy, you know, like that's really popular yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. And I can hardly... I just try to do cold water on my head. Let's yeah. put my head in the shower. And that is really hard to do. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine doing my whole body, so I think I'd have yeah. to do the Well, just stuff. imagine doing it over yeah, and repeatedly. over, and over. <laughs> <laughs> I was there for 15 minutes, and I got dunked like 48 times. Oh, no. <laughs> so whatever pain you had in your body was all gone. No, because right? each time it was like reliving the experience. <laughs> it's healing, Danny. It's yeah, healing. I'm telling you, Scott. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be healing. That's what, that's what well, I got PTSD right now, <laughs> just thinking of it. This is a safe space. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right, last one. Would you rather wash all of the district's football jerseys or wash all of the district's lunch trays? Lunch trays. If it That's wasn't for the lunch trays. If it wasn't for the quantity, I would say lunch trays. Mm-hmm. Um, my first job as a dishwasher, man, I was good at it. <laughs> I could wash dishes just so fast. Right. And so, no, I'd choose the jerseys. That's yeah. easier work. Yeah. yeah, there's a stink to those, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. I I've, have a boy. Yeah, I was going to say, guys, you know, guys, I remember my wife, when I was coaching football, she would come into the locker room and go, oh, my God, what is this? <laughs> and I would just be like, what? What? Uh, it smells, smells like a locker room. Yeah, right? It's a good day. Yeah. There is a locker room smell, and it's not yeah. just the sweat and body odor. There's some other smell that's in locker rooms. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. hard to put your finger on. Well, that's but. like you know, it's like going home. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you've got you've got the locker room scentsy yeah, right. in your office <laughs> in my car. It hangs from the. <laughs> yeah. now, I don't, we went to the football game last Friday night, and we the the other team was on the buses when we left when we were walking out of the stadium. And you could smell it wafting out of that bus. No. I, I don't think I could handle that. I think I'd rather do the lunch tray. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a lot of... Did you very, choose one? Very good. Yeah, I, I chose the the jerseys. Okay. Yeah, they appreciate yeah. the locker room yeah. smell. You like, you yeah. like the smell? I don't yeah. like the smell. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not go overboard. <laughs> I think that's what I heard. <laughs> So you're going to get boxes of cereal delivered. You're going to get sweaty yeah. jerseys delivered. <laughs> right, right. That's, I, my, that's my goal. I think I won. I think yeah. I won in that one. Yeah. Well, uh, we're starting off with a new spotlight, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Well, hi, I'm Vanessa Munson, Miss Washington 2023, okay. um, and a current sergeant in the United States Army. Okay. 
So you're a current sergeant. Yes. What are you doing? Where are you? Are you stationed somewhere? Are you? Oh, yes, yes. I'm stationed on Joint Base Swiss McCord up in Tacoma. I've okay. been stationed there for about four years now. I actually just celebrated my four-year anniversary cool. this week. Um, so that was pretty exciting. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm in the process of transitioning out of the military right now. I've kind of done my contract. <laughs> I'm excited to become a civilian. And so I'm in that weird and unique mm-hmm. um, situation of that little middle middle part so trying to figure out next next steps you're going to take is that is that what you're doing right now you're going to go maybe to college or yes so i'll complete a master's okay Uh, i'm very excited i'll graduate in actually in march with my bachelor's same month i get out of the military but i'd like to start a master's um in business administration afterwards awesome Um, and then hopefully miss america is the next step okay (laughs) all right so you're miss washington Mm -hmm. how did that happen tell us tell us the process because i'm did this start in high school did this just start recently what what was your journey there it's been a long journey i will say that so i grew up watching miss america um and of course like every other little girl i'm sure i i wanted to be miss america Mm -hmm. um and so when i was 15 years old i think i was a sophomore in high school I found the local competition, which was Miss Clark County. Um, And I competed for eight years with Miss Clark County. I Mm -hmm. competed once at Miss Pierce County last year. I was um, actually second runner up to the Miss Washington that won last year. Mm. So that was a really unique experience. But I I didn't win my first title of Miss Clark County until last November. Mm. Um, So it was a long process, um, but very rewarding because you you don't lose, you earn scholarship dollars. And so within that organization, I think it's super empowering to know that you can walk away without a title, but not lose in any sense. Um, And so last November, I won Miss Clark County the very first time. Um, And then I went to state, Miss Washington, Mm -hmm. this July. It was my first time ever at state, and I was fortunate enough to walk away with the Miss Washington title. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. So you you went to Prairie? I did. I graduated in 2018. Yes. Go Falcons. Now, so did did this start at Prairie? Is that where the, where this started, or did that start after high school? Uh, no, it started definitely um, while I was in high school. Okay. Um, I competed consistently every year. Um, and I really loved it. it. It really taught me a lot of skills. I think that set me aside from my peers, confidence, public speaking, the ability to interview um, and have a pretty good interview. Right. Um, it, it's just a very empowering organization. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, uh, I haven't paid a dime for my education thanks wow. to the scholarships. I won <laughs> over $23,000 in scholarships. Nice. Um, and that's not even counting, you know, the GI Bill or tuitions assistance that mm-hmm. the Army provides. So uh, it's it's pretty cool to yeah. not have that burden, right? Yeah. So so what? I, I I I'm ignorant. What was what was the competition? What were the steps to get to be Miss Washington? How did that happen? Yeah. So there's a few different phases of competition. Uh, the day before preliminary competition, you interview with the judges. It's a private interview, um, so it's just face to face and almost like rapid fire style. Um, they'll just ask you questions nonstop for ten minutes, and then you go into preliminary night. Okay. Preliminary night consists of on stage question, evening gown talent and fitness um and so you compete for those judges they score you and then they take the you know let's say top top few girls calculate those scores those girls make top 15 and that's on finals night finals night consists of all the same categories again aside from that interview that private interview that you do um and then they select their you know top 15 Mm -hmm. top five and then fourth runner up third runner up second runner up first runner up yes 
And so how many were in the total competition? There were 24 girls. Okay. Yes. Wow. And everyone was phenomenal. You know, I, mm-hmm. I was just honestly happy to be there. It was my first time at state. And a few of the girls had been there, you know, for a few years and, and seeing the dedication and the drive and just the motivation that this dream um brings to young women i think was very incredible to be mm-hmm. around so so now what's the process to become miss america what what do you have to go through in in the uh, future months to to achieve that goal hopefully? yeah well it's very similar um to preparing for Miss Washington, you have your evening gown prep, you have your fitness preparation, you have your interview preparation, which I will say is tedious, but the more work you put in, the better the outcome, right? Um, so it's those constant mock interviews mm-hmm. or those rapid fire phone conversations where someone's just asking me questions for 10 minutes straight. Um, and what are they asking you about in the interviews? What's literally the anything. <laughs> it, it could be anything. Um, you think of a question, they might ask it. You know what I'm saying? Like um, government, politics, yeah. history. Yeah, it's really, it can be anything. Um, (laughs) And it's a very broad thing. So you practice a lot of different style of questions. You practice the eye contact, how to say, um, how to speak, how to, you know, portray a message in a timely manner. Um, It's a lot. A lot of work Mm, goes into it. Um, And then you have, of course, talent. Talent's a huge thing. I'm a dancer. Um, I'm very excited to be to be performing the routine I'm performing mm. at Miss America. It's going to be very different and very fun, um, but you have to put in a lot of work for that because you want to be consistent in every phase of competition. Mm. Yeah. So when does this happen? When is the competition? Right now, we think it's in January and we think <laughs> it's in Florida, but I cannot confirm anything okay. it's not it's not set in stone yet no not yet it should be within the next couple okay. of weeks but i'll let you know then yeah, so what what can people do to support you in that journey is there anything I just just cheer me on you okay. know I, i'm a hometown girl i grew up in battleground i'm from here i love clark county and mm-hmm. it, it's really nice to be able to kind of represent that you know this community and mm-hmm. to grow up from here because we've never had a miss washington from background so oh. it, it's kind of cool right yeah. um so yeah just love and support is all i ask and yeah. um, i'll feel the good vibes yeah. from wherever i am competing <laughs> at miss america cool well thank you very much thanks for your service as well and for all thank you're doing you. for our country and for our community and representing us and and we wish you well thank you so much it was great to be here All right, so our, our conversation this week is with, with the powers that be in the tech industry at the Battleground Public School District, and uh, we're going to let them introduce ourselves and, and start uh, talking about all things tech. I'm Scott McDaniel. I'm the Director of Technology here. And I'm Cassandra Smith. I'm the Educational Technology Coordinator. Awesome. And of course, Denny's here as Yeah, usual. good morning. Good morning. Now, first podcast after the long summer break. Yes, and, yes. And We're excited back. to get back into season three. Yes, season three. Isn't <laughs> that know. crazy? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> nice. yeah. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. No. And then in some ways. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no. no, I love the podcast. It's fun. So it's, fun to do. it's fun to do. So, well, um, can you tell us really quickly, maybe just break down? I know, I know you probably have probably have, you know, 12 or 13 job descriptions. You've probably got a whole file of facts of, of responsibilities, but just kind of give us the overview of what you do individually at, at first, and then we'll, we'll get into uh, other topics from there. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you start. Yeah, I can start. Um, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yours is really broad. <laughs> um, so I support uh, staff in the district using technology. Okay. Um, so whether that's with their job, like with workflow, streamlining, how they use different tech programs um, to to do their job, or with technology in the classroom supporting students. So the different programs that we use um, in the classroom to support student learning. And um, so I create resources and support um, teachers and students with the use of tech in the classroom. So how long is that list? It's it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of options and it's a, a range of like the the basic tech of um, using like Google Docs and um, Google Slides for um, creating things um, with like just typing and writing all the way up to like robotics and coding. Mm-hmm. Um, so from um, introducing technology all the way up through cutting edge innovative technology. Do we have robotics in the district? Yes. Where is that? Um, there's a, a range of like robotics after school clubs to um, we have uh, robotics kits that teachers can t- check out hmm. um, so they can do short term robotics projects with their students. And that's K-12. So oh, wow. like you can do um, robotics projects with younger students and then work at a higher level with integrating um, coding um, and full robotics mm. um, with your students. That's impressive. I think the closest thing we had to robotics when I was growing up was Tinker Toys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't have anything like that in my school. So so how – this is – Intriguing. How how long did it take you to learn all of those? And because you don't just have to learn the programs, you have to be able to offer support on the programs, mm-hmm. right? You're helping the teachers. It's ongoing, so that learning doesn't stop for me um, it, because all of those programs are always updating, and so I have to keep up to date myself with mm-hmm. all of the new changes and the new programs that come available. Um, that teachers are interested in or the programs that are new and exciting for students, things that um, connect with curriculum. And uh, so that that is an, an ongoing part of what I do is keeping up with um, with those programs. But yeah, it did, did take a while to yeah. to, to learn um, all of those pieces. I have a hard time staying up with the iPhone updates and when they make those changes, you know. <laughs> yeah, and there was a big one recently. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's impressive. That's a, that's a lot of work. So thanks for doing that. No, thanks. Scott? Oh, heavens. Yeah. Um, good luck. I was, I was, was that say, your job description, the heavens? Yeah. The oh, heavens. It's, it's so, <laughs> it is so glamorous what yeah. I do. Um, no, I was I was trying to think of a way to, to summarize it really quickly. And I think that uh, the biggest thing I do on a day-to-day basis is try and anticipate change and plan for it. Mm. Um and then do our best to provide for those needs. And there's, you know, there's a lot of great things we're able to do. I think in the last 10 years, especially, we've made huge jumps from, you know, being a, you know, uh, not the best funded, mm-hmm. uh, 
in the area to having a, you know, a sustainable budget and able to do, you know, really good things, putting Chromebooks in kids' hands, providing great tools and resources, online uh, uh, programs that, you know, teachers and kids are using that are really fabulous. And I, I think that we're, we're doing really well. So, but anticipating the change and trying to see the future. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, like Cassandra said, it's constant. I mean, it never changes. We're, there's always a system that we have to update. You know, we did huge upgrades over the summer to the network and, you know, we're doing these, uh, you know, secure entry projects at the, uh, at the schools right now. And so I think what, what a lot of people don't realize is every single thing seems to be reliant on our network now. Mm. And so everything's my fault. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm okay with it. I've right. grown into this. And so, you know, there, there's no thin skin in my department mm-hmm. and, and that falls on me. But um, yeah, we do everything from, you know, providing all the computing devices for kids and uh, finding resources that are really good for kids, securing the network, you know, anything involving communications, phones, intercoms, uh, strangely clocks, when I first came to this district, I, I came from a small district in Alaska, and I would never have thought that I would be in charge of clocks. First of all, I didn't know there was such a thing right? as an integrated clock system. Uh-huh. I'm like, what is that? What do you mean? They're cabled? I didn't know that. I thought somebody just kind of went around and made sure they were all close to being all on right. time. Because they were never on time when I was in school. Right? You just knew which classrooms mm-hmm. were like, two minutes tell, that the bell's going off. Right? You know, and then you pretended like that for the ones that were two minutes after, but mm-hmm. maybe that's my school. Um, so, you know, and then we've got uh, HVAC controllers, you know, which was a big thing that we were going through this summer. We were doing some updates and then we changed the network out and we discovered where a lot of those controllers were. <laughs> and usually it was by the heat. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Security cameras. And security cameras, you know, we, we had a huge... Uh, replacement go on this summer and security cameras are hard to get to we had a lot of we still have some very old ones that we're still in the process of replacing but that was a huge shift and then you know uh, again providing tools for principals and front office people to be able to manage and use their cameras in a better Mm -hmm. way so you know it's again it's anticipating change and providing for it Hmm. i'm always surprised when um some issue will come up and I'll hear about it and I'll say, Who, who's doing that? And they'll say, that's Scott. It <laughs> 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 ah, makes sense. Okay. <laughs> that's good. I will say uh, the two of these individuals are absolutely fantastic. We're very fortunate and very lucky to have them. Um, but I just want to point out that when COVID came and we switched to online learning, these two individuals made all the difference. Mm-hmm. For us, these were these were the the people that enabled us to to adapt and and be you know as as successful as I think we could have been with a challenging environment. You yeah. know, we had uh, you know Cassandra and 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 the work that she did. We had just a lot of teachers who were like, "What? I'm gonna? <laughs> you mean I'm gonna teach online?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then for Scott, it, you know, it was just you know overwhelming. Like, hey, Scott, you know, by next Tuesday, I need you to <laughs> check out, you know, six thousand more Chromebooks. Do you have right, those? Right. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. But every year at the beginning of the year, I always feel um, 
I, I, I feel sorry for <laughs> these guys <laughs> because they're, they're, and the entire <laughs> yeah. team because they're just running around. You know, we just opened CAM and um, the new the new school, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't believe the amount of technology that's mm. in there. And then to Cassandra's job, you know, new technology means a whole lot of training yeah. because you know we've got new TVs in there and new, you know, how they how are you going to project and what tools you're going to use and mm-hmm. new sound systems yeah. uh, in in every room. So it's amazing, and uh, as I said before, we're very 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 mm-hmm. lucky. Well, can we talk about the pandemic a little bit? I was curious about that because, you know, we we had to come in and get um, that. What is the uh, the little hotspot? Hotspots, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Where yeah. we live, yeah. That's one of yeah. the things that we were <laughs> we were talking about. It was in the CAC, I think, with with uh, weather delays. We we're saying, right. well, why not? Why can't we just do uh, homeschooling or whatever right. virtual yeah. learning, yeah. whatever yeah. that's called? Right. Yeah. Um, and and it's because of people like me. So we're part of the problem. You know, <laughs> we're the reason that can't happen is we live way out in the middle of nowhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. And at that time, it was before we had Starlink, so we we didn't have any internet mm-hmm. that was reliable. Mm-hmm. And we would I had I had to put the hotspot there. We get one bar <laughs> of reception in our house. So I had to put this hotspot up on this pedestal in our window, and I could get sometimes two bars. Oh man! And Hannah would do her do her whole school in our bedroom because that was where she's able to get the best internet. So mm-hmm. that was that was my short lived experience of. But you probably had a thousand of those or more that you had to deal with, right? Yeah, we had about thirteen hundred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hotspots. Yeah. That is. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the pandemic. First of all, I have to I have to call out the rest of uh, our staff, my desktop team, my network team, help desk, uh, my assistant, um, our low voltage tech. Uh, he alone manned the curbside Chromebook checkout as as the main point of contact for weeks on end mm. at the district office. But you know, then there's all the media techs that are out in the schools that they jumped in and said, "What can we do?" Mm. Like, go out on your curb. You know those carts of Chromebooks you have? <laughs> take them apart, yeah. <laughs> which was traumatic because they take about five to six hours to wire up. They're wow. really difficult. Mm. And so I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be so much work when we go back, which actually didn't occur to us till later. You know, it's like, <laughs> this just needs to be done. Mm-hmm. So um, the the pandemic, again, we are fortunate that we've had the level of you know, support from uh, the, the district as far as budget goes to actually have had the stuff. Mm. You know, we bought a lot of hotspots and that was one of those anticipating change and trying to beat other school districts. I mean, it sounds bad, but LA Unified bought tens of thousands of hotspots, I think, when mm. when the pandemic hit. So most of the providers, Verizon had nothing. They had no hotspots anywhere in the country. Mm. So I was like, well, AT&T, do you have some? Well, we have this special program. I'll take as many as you have. <laughs> T-Mobile came through. Mm. But, you know, like you're saying, you know, being, you know, in the more rural areas in the district, and it's not just up north. Mm-hmm. You know, you get out towards the, the southeast side of the district, and mm-hmm. it's a very strange dead zone out there. Right. So we would have, we had all three carriers at one point, and people call and say, I need a hotspot, and we go, well, where do you live? Well, I live in Yakult. Can you give me an address? Because it literally matters. If you're right in downtown, you know, if, if, if the, the core of Yakult mm-hmm. and it's AT&T, you're great. 
you've got that beautiful antenna that looks like a tree right. or tower <laughs> that looks like a tree, which I, I, I have to confess, um, because usually I will tell people about the dumb things that come through my mind. I'm like, why would they prune a tree to look like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. That's one of my specials. <laughs> so, um, it was it was a huge team effort, mm-hmm. and it was constant. And you know, the everybody in the district was so gracious, mm-hmm. and so it it made it really easy to provide those services when when everybody came together. It was a um, it was uh, unanimous that if you asked um, anybody who worked in the district who was the MVP of of that time, mm. it was the tech department. And all the work that they yeah. did. Yeah. 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 Unanimous. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. It, it felt that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there was, oh, well, it was a lot going on, but it was um, like we were, uh, like, I don't want to say it was exciting, but like it was, there was just so much that we were doing and working with so many people all, um, all at once. Um, it, uh, it was it was it was a lot, but mm-hmm. it was it was really cool to see. Yeah, like everybody coming together. Mm-hmm. People were really interested and invested in like the training that we were providing because it mattered. It was mm-hmm. like we needed to have that training because we were immediately everything was online, right. and so it um, it was like that just in time training that. Um, they needed to immediately provide that um, resource to the students. So Mm -hmm. to get everything going and then to continue that. And so once everything started, then it was like, okay, well now how can I engage my students um, in distance learning? How can I reach my students? How can I get them communicating? How can I um, connect with social, social and emotional learning with them using technology tools? And so then it was, we were able to um, kind of, fill some of those gaps with these tech tools um, through, through those trainings. And mm-hmm. so that was really cool to see um, through, yeah. through that piece. Don't you think one of the benefits from the um, pandemic was that um, teachers were forced to engage mm-hmm. with technology? Yes. Yeah. And, and I, I see it. I see that there was a carryover effect from that. And then we've got teachers who maybe if, if the pandemic had never happened, would have been stuck in the way that they always did things. But because the pandemic happened and the training they received and the tools that they use, that's carried over now into their classrooms and into, you know, their instructional techniques. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, they um, were able to go through all of this training and get the basic technical skills. Mm-hmm. Now they had exposure to all of these programs. They were able to use them, apply them in classroom spaces and and get all of these um, these tools, and then that was really nice because now we were able to pivot to a lot of trainings that are focused on best practices right. and on the application in um, the classroom because so many people in the district now had the basic right. technical skills. So um, a lot of our trainings um, and resources post pandemic are on these bigger picture, deeper learning topics with the application of the tech tools in the classroom, because all of the staff have those um, basic skills or that basic knowledge um, from, from that time, Mm -hmm. which has been really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were, well, maybe I was worried because I try and see the future. My hope was, 
that this would jumpstart things <clears throat> because we saw so much and you know teachers that hadn't engaged with technology as much prior we would hear stories that you know this person is you know um flipping their classroom totally i'm like I w- that's amazing. I mean, it's just amazing. But I was so afraid that what we'd end up with would be like a technology fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. When you say flip go- your classroom, you'll need to explain that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I think that gets a ding, probably. Yeah. 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 I think people are right now, if they're listening, they're, they're thinking, like, flipping your like, classroom. I just went in and lost it. That's flipping tables and throwing papers. and. Uh, like what she would do is, you know, she was recording her, her teaching, recording her lessons so that, you know, students could spend the majority of the time or more of the time when they're in class, like, like, um, you know, creating and working with the content rather than that direct instruction time, mm-hmm. because they could watch these videos, they could listen to what the teacher's saying. Mm-hmm. And it's a great study aid. It's a great, uh, uh yeah. tool for t- any teacher to do. Um, this idea that, you know, if you look at it from a standard practice, you know, kids come into the classroom and that's when you teach. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you assign the lesson and they go off and do the lesson in isolation, mm-hmm. you know, homework, you know, working on a project. Mm-hmm. They're doing that at home. Well, you flip that around and instead, when they're at home, that's when they're doing the learning. Mm-hmm. They're listening to the lesson right. and they're, you know, and then when they come to class and they have all those questions and they need all that support and they're going to do their project or their, you know, their the, the work, you're right there. The teacher's mm-hmm. right there to support them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can collaborate too. Yeah. So you can do more like group work and peer support. Mm-hmm. Well, this, um, around the church, we've I've tried for years to implement it, but I've not been successful. But it's it's the, you know, I've, I tell people, well, I I can't remember all the numbers. I used to rattle them off, but you we can remember something like uh, thirty or forty percent of of what we hear. Uh, we can remember in you know fifties or sixties of right. something we see. Um, and you know, I think reading is down in the in the bottom part of it. But we actually we can we retain something like ninety percent of what we teach to someone else. Yeah. So if you're actually mm-hmm. if you're if you learn the content and then the next day in class you're actually teaching it to your classmates mm-hmm. through yeah. yep. through the projects that you're doing or you have someone that's struggling, so mm-hmm. you're forced to explain it. Then you actually learn it at a much higher level than if the teacher just explains yeah. it to yep. you during yeah. that. So it's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So anyway, you were saying about flipping classrooms and yeah, I mean just some really advanced things that teachers were mm-hmm. doing and uh, leaning into it, mm-hmm. and and that has continued. There's been teachers that you know you know are hitting I don't know thirty five forty years in in teaching and are jumping into every single thing that we offer. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. Yeah, and in subjects that. Um, Without the that time of distance learning, technology might not have been something that they would think in some of the um, more specialized subjects where you might not bring out Chromebooks on a daily basis. But then through that online learning time where you were using technology tools and saw the benefits of maybe like the flipped classroom model, using video to support what you're doing or um, gamifying some things and having that extra engagement. So subjects like PE or drama where um, technology might not come to your mind as something that you would normally integrate. And then 
then being able to see the benefits of having some of those tools be a part of your classroom, maybe not daily, but to help support um, your students and and your your content. So mm-hmm. that was something cool to see carry over um, once we came back into the classroom in those subjects that maybe aren't as obvious right. with the tech connections. It's yeah. been really cool. So so as hard as the pandemic was and as awful as it was, there are some positive things that have mm-hmm. happened as a result of it. It's, yeah. it's kind of a catalyst for for technological growth and progress in the district. Is that, yeah. is that fair yes. to say? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, let's turn let's turn a little bit and let's talk about you guys have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes, the Art us. of Tech. Okay. Podcast gotta, for teachers who can't tech good and want to learn to do other stuff good too. Can't tech good. <laughs> can't tech good. Yeah. Yes. That was that was Cassandra's idea. Yeah. That was and Scott's I, idea. I, <laughs> actually, I think I may have reference. It from a uh, uh, there's a, a listserv with all the tech directors for Oregon and Washington mm-hmm. and a lot of tech staff, uh, you know, in education. And I threw it out. I'm like, I need the collective wisdom. Who's got something that's catchy? And somebody threw that out. I'm like, well, you're really strange, <laughs> first of all. And and he was like, it's from Zoolander. <laughs> Zoolander. Yeah, yeah. Zoolander yeah. reference. Yeah. So, yep. I've never seen Zoolander. I, I've, I've heard about it. I don't know it. that you want to. I don't think <laughs> I do. I think <laughs> it's very silly. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a, a couple of friends in college trying to talk me into watching it, and I sat down for you know three or four minutes, and I yeah. yeah, this isn't for me. Yeah, the this first three or four minutes really set the vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, can't yeah. that good. Yeah, yep. okay. Yeah. So I, I at least have one cultural right. reference. So yeah. I'm a little, a little bit cooler. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. to think so too. But my younger staff make yeah. references, and I've, I'm like, I have no idea what that, what that was. No. I'm honest. Yeah, my well, my my daughter helped trying to get me ready for for teaching this year. She put together this big long uh, quiz using Google, you know, Google stuff. As, and she took me through the whole thing. It's like, do you know what this? You know, this means this. I think I probably scored like a a twenty five or thirty percent out of it. I know none of the lingo. I absolutely none of the lingo. I could use that. I know that'd be a good so, yeah. a good quiz. Yeah, a primer. So, yeah, sorry, podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we started uh, the art of tech uh, last year, um, and it's a, a weekly podcast, um, which uh, which was a challenge. challenge. Yeah. Um, and because we wanted to, so the idea um, was to give um, the district another way to access technology resources. We kind of wanted to um, UDL our um, yeah. uh, tech resources, kind of practice what we preach. So UDL's Universal Design for Learning, mm-hmm. um, which I know that now. I was thinking Gamify earlier. My, yeah. my must have been dingworthy, but everybody let it pass. Yeah. So. Um, so in under Universal Design for Learning, it's you give options for access and kind of um, allow for um, different ways to um, to access the content and ways to fit your needs the best. And so we wanted to share resources to be able to read them, watch them in video form or listen mm-hmm. um, via the podcast. Yeah. So any way that you absorb content the best or fits your schedule the best. So being able to watch a video um, on a quick break or listen to the podcast on your commute um, or um, 
any time that that works best for you. Soon with Apple's, whatever those glasses are that they're working on, they can do do it while they're driving and watch and listen and interact with it. Just fully multitask. That seems safe. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we wanted to provide another way to share, um, share technology um, ideas, resources that coincided with our Tech Tuesday tips newsletter. Mm-hmm. So we share um, tech tips every week, which hence the weekly podcast mm-hmm. um, episodes. And we wanted to have monthly themes too. So we do have a monthly theme for our episodes um, that ties into our ed tech and cybersecurity tips for each each week. So you can read the tips, you can watch the YouTube um, video tutorials, and you can listen. Yeah. To the episodes. Yeah, I got a big email yesterday about yep. Chrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, so there's a scoring system for vulnerabilities with technology. It's the CVSS, and they issued a perfect 10 out of 10 hmm. for this vulnerability. So, like, oh my gosh, we have to find out what what this particular piece of software that's built into a lot of things hmm. uh, might need to be updated. It's that's constant. It's like yeah. every couple of days we have something coming out. Yeah, cybersecurity is huge, right? Mm-hmm. What, what we're working on, you know, ran, you know, you've got districts that are being held hostage right. because their information is stolen through ransomware, and then we have all kinds of. I mean, you've probably noticed that every once in a while, some phishing, you know, mm-hmm. emails come across, you know. And, yeah, the first yeah. week of school, we got Sharb. Someone sent one out pretending to be Sharb to yeah. everyone. And, yeah. Did but, he want gift cards? <laughs> I don't remember yeah. what it was. Just for, for everybody listening, Danny doesn't want gift cards. <laughs> he really yeah. does. Yeah, been, you know, they've used me. They've used the <laughs> mm-hmm. board president. They've used you know. Yeah. They, they'll they'll go after anybody. Yeah, it's but let's. So I think everybody, maybe maybe you two excluded. Um, <laughs> Everyone, everyone gets gets irritated with extra levels of security, mm-hmm. right? And I'm, I'll be honest, you know, the extra level of security, the duo thing. Uh-huh. It's yeah. Like every time, every time, and I'm like right in the middle of class and trying to log in. It's like, ah, we, we, yep. we can fix that but, for you. Give us a call. Right. It should be every ten days. Like, right. right. Yep. And just click the. The box. Well, I, I click the box every time. <laughs> yeah, but other people are using my computer, so I don't know if that's uh, changing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, yep. so, but anyway, on, you know, you, there's the frustrating side of it mm-hmm. where it's like I don't want to have to do these extra steps. I just want to. I just right. want to check my email. I just want to get yep. on my phone. I just want to get on Facebook. Whatever you know, people mm-hmm. are are doing. But but present present the backside of that mm-hmm. from from your from your point of view. What happens? Without those things, and something goes awry. I for, first of all, I want to sympathize with everybody as far as it being frustrating and yeah. irritating. We have to do it too. I <laughs> I think Einstein said something to the effect of, you know, you think your challenges in math are difficult, mine are exceedingly harder. We <laughs> we inflicted a lot more pain on ourselves, hmm. and it's frustrating. There's nothing convenient about security and. Like the standard joke, which, you know, I prompt for laughter at when I did all my duo presentations right. was, don't hate Scott. This is two <laughs> things you can do to not hate Scott so much. Do these two things <laughs> because I'm fragile. Somewhere. No, that's not <laughs> it. <laughs> um, 
You know, uh, the securing of the network, it's something we've always done, um, but not to the degree we have now. There's there's a lot of frameworks, just like there's all these frameworks in education, and, mm-hmm. you know, there are ways of conceptually thinking about things and then tactics and techniques, as they refer to it in cybersecurity, uh, for how to protect these things, how to uh, make sure that all of these different things can happen. And it's it's daunting. Some of them are extremely long and overly complicated. Um, there's a lot of basic things that people can do, though. You know, that's why we keep saying, if you keep your password secure, have it long, use a passphrase even. I use sentences now because yeah, I, so can, I. I can yep. remember them. They're yep. simple. Yep. And they're not all Tom Seaver, are they, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> so, I've moved we'll away. Move, I've moved away. <laughs> I've moved away. <laughs> I will tell you. It's a, it's a great Tom Seaver story for Danny. But that, would be a, that would be a squirrel. Um, so... Uh, you know, securing all I the things. I feel like we should go down that, that we, rabbit trail, though. We should. I think I, I think in the talk, first, yeah, I think in the first Tom podcast Seaver. I did, I, we were talking about Tom Seaver, and, and I announced on the podcast that every one of my passwords <laughs> had to be, which, which, which reflecting back, <laughs> it probably wasn't a good idea. Yeah. So I've changed them since. Right. And yeah. That's where the gift card emails <laughs> came from. <Right. laughs> Uh, so, yeah, securing all the things on the back end, but also trying to make it so that it wasn't as horrible. You know, we looked at, oh, there's like five or six different multi-factor authentications, which is what you do with Duo. Um, it, uh, we tried to find the one that was the most flexible for providing some of that. You know, there's organizations that will force you to, you know, do that, you know, Duo push or text message Every 30 minutes. Those are some very unpopular tech right. people. Yeah. Very unpopular. But, you know, we looked at it and tried to find something that uh, is manageable, provides an enhanced level of security, and, you know, um, hopefully it's something that isn't uh, horrendous to support. Mm-hmm. Duo's been great. Mm-hmm. It was easy. Well, you know, and I think that there's a misnomer. I think that the, the idea is that when we put in security, it's to protect the district. And, and it is. It's to you know, it's to protect the district, but it's also to protect our staff, mm-hmm. and it's also to protect our students. Yes. I mean, that's the thing too. I mean, we've had we've had you know incidents where students' passwords have been mm-hmm. been hacked. Yeah, you know, there's or, a lot of data, right? Yes, yes, about about students that yeah, yeah, yeah. that we need to protect. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, there's we, a lot of personal information mm-hmm. uh, about individuals, about staff, and about students that needs to be protected and. And I take it seriously. I know the whole district does. You know, we don't think about it until it becomes personal. It was mm-hmm. a school district, uh, I think, down in California. Might have been about a year and a half, two years ago. And, and they had a major breach. And Social Security numbers of staff mm-hmm. members were taken. You know, all the personal information somebody would be able to use to seriously take advantage of them financially, personally. I don't want that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're just about out of time, so we didn't cover very many things, but is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? I think you should talk about gamification really quick, because we I love, love gamif- gamification. Oh, yeah. gamification. Uh-huh. It's a ding, mm-hmm. so you got to explain it now. It's only oh, yes. fair. <laughs> um, so when you, you can gamify your class or a lesson when you apply um, game design principles or anything Uh, with a game to your class Um, so you can use games in your class um, for um, 
like uh, technology platforms um, with there's lots of them um, that you can use where you play games through um, your class where you make it engaging or you can apply full um, game design elements to your whole class where um, students can play um, along where you um, boost classroom engagement that way with um, the students using um, kind of point systems and um, the characters through mm-hmm. um, the the class. Um, a program like Classcraft is mm-hmm. a fun one. Uh, the games, the technology games, like they, they all have the silliest names, um, like <laughs> Kahoot, Gimkit, Bluekit. Uh, those are the fun ones um, for there's others um, out there, but um, where you play like a Jeopardy style kind of review games. Um, but it's basically anytime you play, you apply game um, game principles mm-hmm. to your class to boost engagement. Yeah. Very cool. Now, I was, I was into this a lot, you know, several years ago, again, for church, trying to find ways to get people more engaged. And I was, I came across... There are you can use, there are chores like for families. Mm-hmm. There are ways you can gamify, and there are websites. And so, parents, if you're looking for ways to get your kids to do the chores, gamify, mm-hmm. gamify yeah. it, yeah. make it a game. Create leaderboards. Yeah. And, it's yeah. really popular with like corporations and companies. I mean, anytime that you're like earning rewards points mm-hmm. and you like level up um, with rewards points for any anything, that's they're applying mm. game principles yeah. to yeah. to get you to do something. Right. It's a new generation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our uh, the first time we started gamifying things, we did an entire year theme of uh, a game clue. with clue. And if you look at the Art of or at our YouTube EdTech uh, mm-hmm. channel. The very first video. The first video was our intro video our trailer. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is if you've seen the um, the cybersecurity video that we uh, mm-hmm. put out this yep. year, uh, y- you'll understand that we have no shame, and we do not. <laughs> we did dress in costume for we it. We did nice. dress in costume. Nice. I think I was professor. You had Plum. a monocle. I had a monocle that was way too small. <laughs> and I was like really squinting really hard. Yeah, no shame. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so, we were clued into uh, tech the, the first year, and then we had a superhero theme for the, the second, second year yeah. of gamification. So yeah, yeah. we did apply yeah. our own gamified principles cool. to um, tech training. Hmm. We, we need to find a way to gamify the podcast. Oh, good. There you go. <laughs> we do games every week. We I know. Just yeah. points there we go. Okay. Leaders yeah. and all that stuff. Lead, leaderboards. Yeah. yeah. We'll just have every guest. You be a leader and I'll be a leader. Okay. And we'll, yeah. 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 Right. Well, thanks so much for being here with us today. Yeah. And thanks for all the work that you do. We know you're, you're probably one of the most overworked departments <laughs> in the whole district. So thank you. Thank you for all of that. And the yeah, way we you appreciate serve. them greatly. Yeah. Thanks. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fun. If you have a question or a topic that you'd like us to cover on the podcast, you can send an email to info at bgcast.org. We'll do our best to not only cover topics that matter to the district, but also those that matter to us as members of the Battleground community. You can also join our mailing list by going to bgcast.org, where we'll post the episodes and any additional information necessary. 
Until next time, I'm David Lindner, and thanks for working to bring the Battleground community and schools together. The BG Cast is a production of 6-8 Media in partnership with Battleground Public Schools.